Welcome to the Wonder Women series of the Maker Mom podcast. My name is Katie Freeman and I am your host. Every week I bring you two interviews with female non-binary makers of all kinds, some of them parents, some of them not. This week's Wonder Women guest is Sam of DIY Huntress. Sam has been making DIY furniture and home decor for quite some time now, ever since she was actually in school getting her doctorate uh, to be a psychologist. So um, we talk quite a bit about the journey into that, as well as her journey into making content around all of those wonderful DIY projects. And I know you're going to really enjoy it. uh, But before we hop on into the interview with Sam, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Kevin Lefty's Woodshop, Christy Twisted Twine, Christina B, Jeremy Spies, Sammy Go Sammy Lee, Sven, Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel, Moody Makes, Bonnie, Tool Mom Bonnie, ToolMomStore.com, Laura, Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou, Amy, Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly, Reclaim Living Store, Brandy, Studio Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your ongoing and continued support. And with no further ado, here is Sam with DIY Huntress. And I always start with having my guests introduce themselves. So when you're ready, I'm going to let you do that. I am Sam from DIY Huntress, and I'm a full-time psychologist, and I am a full-time, part-time woodworker and content creator. (laughs) Uh, I love that introduction because that is definitely... The side hustle seems to always become like just as uh, <laughs> just as much a part of the day as uh, the day job does, right? Totally. And it's like, I always love being like, I'm a side hustler and I really am like, I am a full-blown weekend warrior. I do like most, I would say like 90% of my work that I do for my website and my channel are done in the shop on the weekends. But however, the behind the scenes throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the week, like arguably takes so much longer (laughs) it does like I mean the I think people who consume content but don't uh, do the content creation themselves at least not on a regular basis have no real understanding that the actual physical making is such a small part (laughs) of all of the other work uh, Mm -hmm. that goes into being able to post like just being able to post on a daily basis takes a lot uh, like good content on a daily basis takes a lot of work it is a lot of work and um I I sometimes like joke but like then sometimes it's not a joke that it'll take me longer to edit content for a project than it did for me to actually build the project so um but honestly it's you know there's I don't want to say there's a balance but I want to say like you start to learn I feel like or at least I have the things that I'm really good at or really like to do and the things that I don't love to do mm-hmm. and how to spend more time doing the things that I really love doing and start to like loosen my mm-hmm. control freak nature on some of the other things that I don't love doing <laughs> but it's a journey and I'm still learning but you definitely learn a lot about that and yourself when you're on a mission to like balance a couple of different worlds right absolutely um and I totally am gonna like dive into more of that with you but before we get into that I do want to ask where'd you grow up and what kind of things were you interested in when you were a kid yeah so I grew up on Long Island um and man I was interested in like everything as a kid but I've always been into the arts um I've always been really interested in art I loved drama club in high school I was such a drama (laughs) kid 
and I still like love the ins and outs of drama living in New York and being a train ride away from Broadway is like one of my favorite things ever. Um, but even like as a drama kid in high school, I would stay after school all the time and like build the sets for the shows. And um, on the weekends, I would go to work with my dad who did work on houses. So I was always really into like being hands on, but didn't like fully grasp what that meant for my future yet. It was just like something that I thought was really cool and really fun. And I really liked to just like get my hands dirty. So how old were you the first time you used a power tool? I would say it was about like, I want to say it was about like 15. Um, I remember because I did a couple years as a camp counselor. And when you're 13, you start as like a counselor in training, which means you make like literally no money. Uh, <laughs> you have to hope that, you know, you did a good enough job to make some tips at the end of the summer. And then from there, I worked my way up for a couple of years to a junior counselor. And then the year after my junior counselor year, or the year I was supposed to be a junior counselor, I, I kind of looked at my parents and I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I, I don't want to spend my summer being a camp counselor. Like, it's cool. I have friends there, but like, I'm just not as happy as I could be on my summer break. And uh, my dad was like, yeah, that's cool. But like, you got to do something. So you can't just like have a summer off. I'm sorry. Um, and he basically was like, why don't you come with me to job sites? And so I started going with him to these houses he was renovating and he would teach me like a little bit at a time. So how to do molding, um, how to cut and lay tile, how to paint the right way, how to, you know, demo things the right way. Like he just taught me a lot of the ins and outs. And it was something that I very much look forward to and also loved having the skill set and learning that skill set because especially for the drama club stuff after school, like I was able to go mm -hmm. in and just like build sets to like nine, 10 at night. And it was just like so much fun. Yeah, that's, I mean, right now, like as you're talking about that, I'm seeing it through the eyes of like a parent and going, oh my God, the level of patience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that my dad had the patience of a saint. The patience of a saint. Like I, yeah. I, but it's amazing because I have to say, especially when, like when I was 15, like that was, I try not to feel like that was not that long ago, but like now that I'm thinking in hindsight, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be 31 this year. So maybe that was kind of long ago, but I feel like it just wasn't a thing. Like dads didn't really take their daughters to work sites. Like dads didn't really teach their daughters how to use tools. Like even when I stayed after to do sets, it was like all the dads were there and I was one of the only girls there with her dad building. And, mm -hmm. and I just, I think back and I'm like, man, I'm just so grateful that he was like, yeah, like she's a girl and she could do anything. So she's going to come to job sites with me and like taught me how to do this stuff. And he, even like growing up, I would do small jobs around the house with him and his buddies would come over and be like, she's using a tile saw. And he'd be like, yeah, what's the problem? Like, <laughs> so like, I'm just, so yeah, like the patience, but also like the faith in the fact that he knew that I could do something cool with it and just like learn to do these things on my own. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for him for that. Yeah. I mean, obviously it helps now in the things you do, but um, I've the I, I really have solidified as especially as my time has gone on hosting this podcast that power tools empower women, like just being able to say you can use those tools is very empowering. Um, haven't necessarily figured out why you know but it but it definitely is I don't know if it's still very connected to it's just not seen as the typical thing for women to do um but I think just internally you know we gain a great sense of empowerment when we learn how to use something like that totally and I kind of like dive into this in my psychology world sometimes of thinking like there are so many gender ceilings that are being just like broken right now. And it's amazing. And I think, you know, if you think about the history of women and things that we were, and I'm like air quoting, yeah. allowed to do, <laughs> but not allowed to do, um, that wasn't that long ago that like we really weren't even able to like vote or like that we weren't even able to be the breadwinner or that we weren't even able to do anything or have an identity outside of being a mom and a caretaker and a household person. And, you know, I look at like, even my grandma's generation, two generations ago, like that was her role. Like she mm -hmm. 
stayed home and took care of kids and cooked dinner for my grandpa. My grandpa was the breadwinner. And like, that was just the thing that was accepted. And it's very different now. And mm-hmm. for women to be able to go out there and like kick some major butt and like do really cool things by themselves and not have to like rely on that anymore is in itself empowering. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When, when you're getting past the, uh, the high school, you know, set building and working on the job site with your dad, Obviously, you went to college if you are a full-time psychologist now. A long time. A long time. (laughs) Oh, gosh, yes. (laughs) What was it about psychology that intrigued you? There were a couple of things. So um, my journey started very strangely because I was very much into, like, the home stuff and the building stuff. And I did actually apply to college at first for interior design. Um, And my dream school at the time... I went to my interview and I got ripped to shreds, like ripped apart. You will never make it in this industry. Your work is horrific. I can't believe like you even tried. You don't even have the eye for this. What are you doing? Pick a new career. So I took that all to heart and I was like, all right, I'm going to pick a new career. And I was very lost for a little bit. And then around the same time, my, um, my brothers both have disabilities. And so my mom was very active in being part of meetings for them. Um, to see like how to support them, how to help them, how to like make school and life just so much simpler for them because it was a struggle. And I would sometimes be with her at these meetings and I kind of realized, you know, man, like I really want to do that. I want to be the person on the other side of the table who is like helping kiddos succeed, especially when they're having a hard time. Like I want to be this person because it felt so like every time we left that meeting, it just felt so good. And I was like, there's something about this that I want to like explore. So I applied then to school as a psych major, um, not really knowing exactly what psychology I wanted to go into, just knowing mm-hmm. like generally, like I there was something there that I felt connected to. And through studying psychology, I realized, oh my God, I am a huge brain nerd. Like I love learning about the brain and humans and like how we do things and like what makes us tick. And it just, it just clicked for me. Um, and so that's kind of like where my journey kind of started. And then that was a nine year journey until I got my PhD in psychology, but it was, I can honestly say I'm like one of those weird people who loves school and like loves learning. And so for me, like that just felt right. Um, now at the time though, I was really broke, right? Because (laughs) I couldn't really juggle a real job and juggle college classes. Like it just wasn't, Mm -hmm. that schedule never works out. Um, And because I was broke, I was always making things for my dorm, like making decor, making like little things. And um, I just like loved consistently building things for where I was living and just making it work. Uh, And then in grad school, which so I did, I did three years of undergrad and I jumped into grad school, like straight from there. And um, when I went to grad school, my, my other half, he kind of was like, listen, like I need I know you can make stuff like I need you to make me a sign for my band. We need like a support local music sign. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll grab some, I'll find some pallets. I'll do this, whatever. I literally found pallets. I like stuck them in the back of my feet, like my little Fiat. And, um, which those things have like no room. No room. (laughs) No, like I remember taking a picture of the Fiat and sending it to my dad. And he was like, just wrote like, how? Like, yeah. how and I'm like I'm not really sure but I'm not going to question it I just hope like it doesn't fall out when I'm driving <laughs> um and yeah so I just I built him a sign and he um he took it to his his gigs and people like freaked out about it like where did you get that I want one I want one so at the same time I'm building these my friend is like why are you not sharing your projects with people and I was like what are you talking about and she was like every time I ask you like where'd you get that where'd you get that where'd you get that you're like oh I made it so like why don't you like share it on a blog or something and I was like I have no idea what a blog is like what is blog um so she explained it to me and I was like okay so it's basically an online journal where you just write down your thoughts and people read it and okay I guess I could do that I don't think anyone's gonna look at it but fine whatever so I started sharing little things starting with crafts or um upcycling things I found at the thrift store or um little furniture refinishing things or how I hacked my Ikea dresser, whatever. 
And before I knew it, people were actually interested in following it. And it was like the strangest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) I want to, I want to get an idea of time, like time period, if you don't mind, like when you started this, um, started blogging, was it like, now that you know so much more about the content creation world, was it like, was it in the heyday of blogs or was it kind of like still in its infancy? I think for, so I don't know, because I I teeter on this one because I I had no idea that there was even like this whole world outside (laughs) of this little website that I had on like an unpaid free DIYhuntress.wordpress.com domain. Um, And so, so I remember I graduated undergrad in 2011, 2011, 12, I started grad school. I started my blog 2012, summer okay. of 2012. Um, so right after my first year in grad school. Mm-hmm. And at the time when I started sharing things, like it was strange Like people, there were a lot of people who weren't used to seeing people sharing crafting or building on a blog. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there were, you know, a really powerful group of such cool women who were doing it and doing it so awesomely well and like totally killing it and I when I finally met them I was like oh these are my people like (laughs) my like these are my humans like I was so excited because I finally felt like I found people to like fit in with and like be able to collaborate with and be able to talk to um it was still very new on Instagram like Mm -hmm. I didn't see a lot of that happening on Instagram yet. I think. Yeah, I would. I feel like that was like super not existing on Instagram at that time. Um, And the only reason I even started Instagram was because I had a Facebook page for my website. And a couple of people were like, you should get on Instagram. I'm like, "Uh, another thing? Like, you want me to do another thing? Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm I'm building, I'm making things, I'm putting on a website, I'm putting on Facebook. Like, why is that not enough? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't, I don't studying for a PhD in psychology like why is this not enough um and I was like fine I'll do it so I started an Instagram page and um that's really where I honestly to this day and like the reason why I am where I am today is because of my Instagram page and because of the community that that I built there um and that I met there and that I got to know there because yeah it was it was new and I don't think it was like very common to like scroll through Instagram and see a girl in a shed using a power tool and then being like, look what I built. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think about this all the time, but like now I scroll through my Instagram, that's all I see. And I love it. Like, I love it so much. It just makes me so happy that it's so much more like normalized and accepted. Mm-hmm. And like, that is something that I've been waiting for, especially since I started my journey. And to think like, there are just so many women doing so many cool things right now. It just makes me so happy. (laughs) I totally like I, that so resonates with me in the sense of like, just like within the last couple of months, like every time I go over to the maker mom podcast, Instagram, you know, cause I, I have two separate, I go over to the podcast, Instagram, you know, to post who's the latest episode. And it just like, I like am smiling from ear to ear because I'm like this entire feed is badass women like doing incredible things and like I'm just like so ecstatic that that exists (laughs) it's like I can scroll through something that I helped create and you know pull uh people into and see just like woman after woman in her element and it's so fun (laughs) it's so much fun yeah I when I was scrolling through some episodes, I was like, oh, I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. Because like, really just, there are just so many amazing women in this community right now. There are. I, so I want to ask, I mean, you know, I only have a bachelor's and I can't imagine going through a doctorate program and then like bringing on a, <laughs> a whole new, like, job outside of that um and then now I mean you Monday through Friday you're working full full time every day right Mm -hmm. so like how 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 does that work 
I mean, like we kind of touched on, you know, the building aspect really isn't isn't that much time. And I don't know about you, but I can always make time to build something. It's <laughs> it's the other stuff that I'm not always so like, yay, editing. I'm not exactly, you know, really keen on okay. that. Okay. Um, so how do you, I mean, how do you make it work? How do you do all that? Oh, I feel like, yeah. Since I started my website in 2012, which seems like forever ago, um, <laughs> it's always, it's just been like a journey. It's been like a journey of, of knowing how much I can handle and like how to handle it and when work, what works best for me when. So like, for instance, my weekends, right? Like those are in the shop. Those are building. Those are like engrossed in my projects. Those are like moving, moving my camera around while I'm doing my project to film things. And which is why everything takes 10 times longer, but yep. like a whole other. <laughs> um, and I've learned, I've learned a lot about like where my boundaries are. It's a lot about setting boundaries for yourself. Um, for me, like for instance, because I have a full-time job, I know that I can't put out more than like two tutorials a month on something on my website, on my YouTube channel, just because mm -hmm. I can't handle that. Right. Like that's, I don't have the time for it. Um, so can I, me, can I hit pause on that for a second? Yeah. Do you know that because you passed that boundary? Oh, so many times, <laughs> so many times. Like, I feel like most lessons are learned the hard way, right? Like right. this is yeah. a lesson I learned the hard way many times of like, okay, I know that I have two projects to do, but like this opportunity is coming through they really want me to squeeze one in, in between there. I think I can do it. And then I realized like, okay, well, I pulled like, all-nighter and then it, I'm not proud of the work and it was super stressful and I didn't enjoy a single second of it and like it's cool I got a paycheck but like what is that paycheck without happiness and so like learning that I needed to set that boundary mm -hmm. came to me in many hard lessons learned um it's yeah that's just part of it <laughs> so well okay so I, I want to ask more about that mainly because I'm, I'm going to be selfish here and ask this question for myself because this is something I'm struggling with year after year. Like my YouTube channel, for instance, is growing at like a quarter of a snail's pace. Okay. It is like growing so slow. Um, growth is growth. But, you know, just like, I mean, you know, just like the rest of the maker community who, who wants to get into the content game, I should put that as a caveat, who actually wants it. Like, we see all these people succeeding. And we see, I mean, we know the work that's going behind it, right? And so it's like, okay, you tell me I need to do at least one video a week, if I really want to grow. And I'm sitting over here going, I've got a job. Mm -hmm. I've got a family. <laughs> I've got like, and to your point, I want to actually enjoy it. Like, I don't, I don't want to grow. And like, by the time I get to a point, be like, I hate this. Like, I don't, that, that's not where I want to be. So like, how, when did, like, when did your channel come along? Where is it in the process? Do you think you were able to catapult on previous like successes? You know, like, how do you get to this? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so to I'm gonna point. start. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit and talk about. I firmly believe in quality over quantity any day of the week. So, there have been times where I've felt like I have to chase an algorithm. Mm -hmm. I have to like post all the time, and then it was in those moments that I found I was not happy because that's not what I'm that's not why I started this. Like mm -hmm. I started my brand because there were people who were interested in learning from me. There were people who were interested in saying, Oh, like you made this thing. I want to know how to do that. How do I do it? And so that's why I started this. Like mm -hmm. I didn't start my brand to chase an algorithm or to like become the, this giant global entity, which will never happen. But like, that's <laughs> like, I just started to teach people and I kind of just felt like when, when you chase an algorithm, or at least for me, when I was chasing an algorithm or trying to like get all this content and like push it out and get it out, I just wasn't proud of it. A, I wasn't happy with it. B, and I was finding that it was like kind of showing in my work. Um, 
I, I'll never forget. I forced a project into my content schedule once that I wasn't excited about, but it offered me a very big paycheck. And as someone with student loans, like I, and who's saving for a house and just have all these ambitions, like I do sometimes like have to think about these things. Um, I remember saying to myself, like, I don't have time to do this, but I feel like if I say no to this paycheck, like I'm really nervous, I won't be able to like make my student loan payment. So I'm just gonna do it. And I said yes to it. And I was miserable the entire time making it like so miserable. And my brother is, my little brother is an avid watcher of my channel. He's fantastic. I saw him like the weekend that I posted it. And he was like, can I ask you something? Like, don't get offended. And I was like, what's up? And he was like, so just how miserable were you building the project that you just published? And I, it like blew my mind a little bit. And I was like, wait, like, could you, could you tell? And he was like, I know you enough to know your body language and like your nonverbal cues basically. And you looked like so miserable in that video. And that to me was such like, oh my God, like I can never, I can never do that again because the people who know me and know me well or have followed me for a long time are going to see that I wasn't passionate about that. And like, I don't mm -hmm. want that because I am passionate about making things. I am passionate about making things that I like to make and want to make. And I have to do more of that. I have to just do more of that and put that out there because I like doing it, not because I, I want to grow or explode or like feel forced yeah. to to chase that the, that the passion is what like comes through right that's right. what gets other people super excited is right for watching anybody is like oh that person's extremely like passionate about that whatever exactly. that is um I think a really good example of this right now and I think a lot of people on Instagram who are content creators are feeling this but like reels right so like reels are being pushed really hard by Instagram right now but I hate making reels like I am like, okay, yet again, goes back to another thing. You want me to do another thing? Like mm -hmm. I'm already doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And now you want me to do this? Like, no. So there is an appeal there because they're pushing it. And so people are like, right, they're pushing it. We have to chase it to grow our brands. And hey, there is an, an epic sense of like accomplishment and, and journeying in that. And like people who are like doing awesome on reels right now, like more power to, to them because I know those things are not easy to make. Like they are time consuming and they are fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. And uh -huh. I love seeing new people popping up in my explore page doing reels. But for me personally, I know that that sitting there and actually trying to make one, which I literally just tried to do the other day. I was like, this is taking so long and I could be building right now, you know? Um, so I think there's like, there's a, there's kind of a, a time where you have to sit down and say, okay, what do I really want? How do I want to accomplish it? And where is it worth the time to put my energy? Mm -hmm. um, and if growing a brand is something that's really important to you, then, you know, find ways to go after that algorithm, find ways to get your work out there, find ways to get new eyeballs on your stuff. Um, and if it's more of just like, I have a passion for teaching and like, let's see where this takes me, then like focus on the building, focus on that aspect. I think that there is no like right or wrong here. I think it just depends on what your goals are, right? Because some people want very massive audiences and they want them quickly. And then some people just kind of want to see where the road takes them. And it just depends on where you are, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, there are amazing courses out there for like chasing algorithms 100%. So if that's something that people are interested in, like I fully highly recommend them because I, there are tons of people out there who are giving them and giving mm -hmm. them like really good prices too um but like for me personally I just kind of like I'm in the process of putting things out and like seeing where it takes me hi makers today's episode is brought to you by toolmomstore.com Toolmom and company is for all ages, genders. They have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts and clothing. Uh, the products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. In fact, I have two of the mugs. Uh, one has a circular saw with flames coming off of it and says, Go Girl. Another one has the definition of a tool chick. Both of them are super awesome, and I have coffee out of them almost every morning. So check out toolmomstore.com 
or find them on Instagram at toolmombonnie. You can receive an extra 20% off at checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. Yeah, I I definitely understand. I, I understand that. I think I get personally, I get in a always this time of year, I get in that mindset of like, where do I want to like focus my energy this year? You know, again, because it's like it still is a side hustle. And so I have to be very conscious, you know, conscientious about my time. Where do I want to spend my time? This little bit of free time that I get to do the, the things I'm passionate about and how do I want to do that? Um, you know, so personally, like I've started trying to find people to help like edit because mm -hmm. that's not where I want to spend my time. I mm -hmm. don't enjoy doing that. Um, and I realized like, well, that could let me get more things out because I do, cool. I do a lot more projects than just one a month. Right. And so, but you would never know that necessarily if, if you only know me through one avenue of social media. So <clears throat> things like that. Um, and to your point, like things that you enjoy, it's, it's funny that you said the reels. Cause I'm like, as someone who loves TikTok, reels are super easy for me because I just basically, I figured out how to use TikTok. Uh, and now I just like transfer that knowledge over to reels and it's, it's become something that's, e you know, I was so jealous. Like, could you teach me? Because I'm literally so lost. It took me, I'm not kidding you to make a reel where it was like a slideshow of like, this is my year in review. Yeah. Literally took me like, like an hour and a half to do. And I'm like, why is this so difficult for me right now? Like, I'm not understanding. Like, so why I've learned, here's, here's the tip I've learned through. So truly it is, it took me a while to learn these things through TikTok. And I'm not going to say mm -hmm. that I still have it figured out, but if you can tell the story of something in eight seconds or less, then you're a huge star on TikTok <laughs> or Reels. And, and then if you can show something that literally blows your mind of like, why does this interest anybody? <laughs> showing that stuff is stuff that like takes off. Um, point in case I have, a, like this is, usually I get good viewership on my Reels for me, for Instagram, where it's like, you know, I have quite a few out there that are in 10,000 plus views. I have one right now that so far every day over this weekend has grown by 100,000 views. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I keep telling my wife, I keep checking it because I'm like, this is surreal. It is literally me putting a chunk of wood onto my jaw horse locking it in place and then taking it back off. That is all I'm doing in this reel. And I'm like, why is this entertaining? Why is, is this entertaining? Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I'm like, I power carve. I actually do cool stuff. Why doesn't that take off? <laughs> this does. Don't understand it. But yeah, I feel like that's a lot of it sometimes. Like, I mean, like I have, if I've had like certain videos on YouTube and I'm like, why is this, why is this? I mean, I'm not complaining. This is no. great, but like, why? Like, okay, why? this is not the one I thought would do this. Okay, cool. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so why specifically do you think you go um, into like kind of like the DIY project realm? Um, what about that is satisfying to teach? My favorite thing, I say this all the time, my favorite thing about what I do is when people send me photos of something they've built of mine and they're like, hey, I built this using your plans, like, thanks so much. And then they like, send me a picture of it, like, in their home, in mm -hmm. their living room, in their dining room, in their workshop. And, like, that to me is so rewarding. I don't, it's just, like, I, I have this thing, I just love teaching people. I love helping people like that. I'm, like, a helper. And so to see people are actually watching what I'm doing, finding some like substance in what I'm doing and then feeling like I'm making it approachable enough that they can try it themselves is just the coolest feeling. Like that to me is what makes it worth it every single time. And it's weird because like, 
I'll have like days, I think all of us go through this, like I'll have days like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this myself? Like I have a full-time job and then I'm like working, super, like I'm, I'm exhausted this week. Like, do I just like give up the content creation thing? Like this is just feeling like too much this week. And then like in the moment that I'm like saying that out loud, like I'll get a DM like, Hey, I built your thing. And I'm like, Oh, like, right. Like this is not <laughs> like that. It always like without fail, like always happens. So are you happy that your friend encouraged you to start sharing what you were making? Totally. And I tell her all the time. I'm like, like you did this, like this is you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I am like, and I really like, I just, who knew like I just never knew that there was like this world out there of people sharing like really cool information on the internet and like seeing what happens like if you would have told me this like that where I am today would be where like if she was like hey start a blog it's 2012 start a blog because in like eight years from now you're gonna have like like almost half a million people across like all these different platforms following you on a monthly basis I would have been like First of all, like many words off, like F off, please. Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? And like, also, are you, are you crazy? Like, there's no, like, I would have never imagined in a million years that sharing tutorials for things I was building because I was a broke grad school student would have turned into like what this is today for me. Is it a dream to make this your full time? It's funny, I get that question all the time. Um, and honestly, like, I am, I'm very fortunate that I found two things in life I'm really passionate about, and that I'm able to juggle both of those things. Um, is it sustainable for the rest of my life? I don't know. Like, I haven't, like, gotten there yet. I'm, like, taking this day by day. Um, but when I think about this, because I do think about it a lot in terms of I just get this question a lot. Um, I really just feel like I want to like do both of the things that I love for as long as I can and then figure it out when I can't. Right. Like, I don't know, like, I really don't have an answer. Like I will, I always and forever will see myself building things and DIYing things and hopefully making content. And and in the same breath, like I, I want to still be a psychologist. Like I think they both bring me this level of feeling like I'm, fulfilled in a different way Mm -hmm. um and so I want to like hang on to that for as long as I can so I don't know like I really hope that for the rest of my life I can juggle both of them in some way even if it's like limiting hours in one but Mm -hmm. I don't know I just can't see I can't see a life for myself where I don't have DIY and psychology present all the time if that makes sense yeah it makes complete sense um and I mean, I, I generally ask that question of, of people I have on who are in your similar role, you know, as in full you know, a job and, and content creation. And not everybody wants to chase content creation as the big thing. Um, a lot of responses I get is because they feel like if that was their full time thing, they wouldn't enjoy it mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can understand that aspect as well like it can become more stressful when it's like oh this is my source of income (laughs) therefore like it could push you like your example it could push you into more of those like brand deals that you're not uh passionate about yeah Um, and I think that's kind of I hate to use the word luxury but it kind of is a luxury like when you do have a full-time job because you at least for me like I can be a little pickier especially now with like the projects that I'm fitting into my schedule because, hey, the other thing too is like, I recognize I can't do it all. And I recognize that I can't do everything. So what I do literally every single month, actually at the beginning of every year, I still have a paper planner. I love paper <laughs> planners. They just, sometimes like I was saying, like, I was saying this to you before, but like I'm kind of tech stupid sometimes. Like I just need a paper planner. Like that is the one thing I need to hang on to. Um, at the beginning of every year, I open my paper planner. And at the beginning of every month I have a calendar. And on my calendar, I take two stickers and I stick two stickers on, let's say like the first Saturday and then the third Saturday. And then I flip to the next one. And then I do every other Saturday for the whole year, I stick a sticker. And what that sticker represents is the day I'm going to publish a YouTube video. And 
as brand deals come in or as like projects come in, I start to fill in those stickers of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this project this month. I think I'm going to publish this date and this day and this date. Once those stickers fill up, I don't take any other opportunities for that month. I can't, I know I can't, I've learned the hard way, right? We talked about this. I learned the hard way too many times that I used to go back in and be like, oh, I could stick a sticker in between these two. And like, I'll figure it out. No, once those stickers are filled, I'm done. Like I'm not doing anything else for that month unless it's something that like I pre-planned for very well in advance and know Mm -hmm. I can handle but that to me like I I think like because we're talking about like the luxury being able to have that right so like that to me is a luxury that I can set those dates and know like the this is x amount of opportunities paid that I can take on for the year because I know that I don't have to 110% 110% rely on that income. I still rely on my income from DIY hunters. Like I said, like saving for a house, it's really hard in New York to buy a house for first time home buyers, have student loans, like have things obviously that mm-hmm. I need that extra income from. But I agree. Like, I just think it could be stressful in that regard mm-hmm. um, to then kind of do that full time and be like, I can't set those boundaries as often because I know that I need that income. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I feel like I definitely still have that luxury until like on until the end of last, until the end of December last year, I was still, you know, cause I'm still small, generally small across all the content. So I was still being the one who was like reaching out to the brands. Um, and that I honestly am seeing right now as a luxury because then I could pick the brands that I want to work with for a reason, right? I have a whole slew of things of like, okay, what about this brand? Do I, you know, think that they're an upstanding group of people? Do I, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Do I see them supporting people of color? Do I see them supporting other women? Do I see that all of those things, um, you know, before I even reach out to that brand, like I've done all this research, but I'm pretty sure it's probably because of um, the popular woodworking uh, magazine cover that I'm now getting brands. They're smaller brands, but I'm starting to get brands that are like flooding my inbox way more than I ever expected. And now I'm like, well, it is, but it's also like, uh, uh, (laughs) I don't know anything about you. It's a new world, right? It's a new world. Yeah. It's like, I don't know anything about you. And I don't, I'm feeling that pressure, starting to feel a little bit of that pressure of like, okay, they're offering something more than just product. Like they're offering to like pay and stuff like that. Um, But it's like, I don't also ever want to take the people who follow me for granted ever. Like they're giving me their time, even if it is just 30 seconds of time to watch a video or watch or to, to look at my content. And so I need to honor that. And I don't want to give them something that's like, not me. Like, I don't want to like, I mean, I want to ask this question because I don't think I've asked it of anybody who, you know, has a wider uh, viewership when you're dealing with branded content. And like you said, you're planning out the, you're putting those stickers in every month. Like, are you doing pro like, are you choosing the projects? And then like when the brands come along, you see what project it fits with, or do brands get to drive some of that? Like what projects you work on? It's definitely both. Um, I will say in recent like recent year or two um I'm like smirking because I'm thinking about how I had to shift this for myself but I had a brand a couple years ago that very much wanted to dictate everything I was doing um they they would be like right like we want you to focus on this project and focus on like an outdoor project and I I would like send them an idea and they'd be like "Mm, mm, can you like fine-tune this one and I'd be like "Mm, okay and then I fine-tune it "Mm." okay, can you fine tune it just like one more time? And I'd be like, all right, fine. And then I would, then they would be like, okay, well, we need to like see the video before it goes live. We need to have like two rounds of edits. We Like they would very much dictate my creative process. And I started to resent that because it doesn't, like, where is my creative process? Right. Like I was feeling very lost. Um, and so just like you, you know, like I started to kind of like 
curate a lot of people that I work with or things that I work with. Um, I have had moments where I've gone back to brands and they're like, hey, you wanted me to feature this product in this video, but the product didn't work for the video. So I'm not going to do that. But like, here are ways that I can feature other products that you have in this video. And I've been very honest with them. And has that lost me deals 100%. Um, but at the end of the day, like I would rather be honest about the process and like lose out on that deal than to like share something that I don't think is going to work because mm -hmm. what is that going to be like when I'm teaching you how to do something with a product that doesn't actually work and then you try it in your workshop and you're like what the hell Sam like thanks right. a lot this didn't work I don't trust you now exactly you lose the faith in your mm -hmm. readers for that so or your or your audience or whoever's mm -hmm. following you for that so so yes, there have been times where that has been dictated to me, but I have now I think shifted my focus and the partners that I work with now are just like incredible. And they'll be like, Hey, here are a couple of like products or a couple of tools that we want you to feature this year. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. Let us know when you're publishing. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> me and my process and like trusting that I'm going to do justice for whatever it is that you need me to um, show or share this month. <laughs> I think that speaks to something that, again, because of this kind of moment I'm in, uh, where things are hopefully kind of turning the corner, uh, that I also really hit home for me of like some of these brands that are reaching out to me, A, the email is totally a cut and paste. Mm -hmm. uh and honestly that's like the number one like turn off for me I've gotten like, ones that were like hey mister and I'm yeah. like wow okay yeah. or like I've got ones like completely different name like Veronica we love your content and I'm like who is Veronica <laughs> I'm like right. I see my name I love it <laughs> I know and so that's like an instant to me that's like a just instant delete is where I'm at currently because I'm like you clearly don't know anything but even the ones who like take it at least a couple steps further uh and try to like reference a recent post or something you know I'm like okay you're at least a little bit trying but still I'm like you clearly haven't looked at my branding at all you're offering me this tool which is awesome but I would never use that tool for anything yeah. that I do because I've never used anything like that before. It's like when makeup deals come into my <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, hmm, could you imagine? Like, <laughs> I use this paintbrush in my shop to put on this blush. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what I have been getting the the over the past year. It wasn't I got beauty ones and then I got uh what was Oh, and then I got a bunch of like workout ones, which then I was just appalled. I'm like, I know I'm fat, but please don't like really show it in front of my face that that's what you think of me. I recently got one for bikinis. And nice. I was like, I know that a lot of people would want to pay to see me do this in a bikini, but it's not happening. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Yes. So it's like whatever list you end up on, right, of like influencer lists for brands, it's like, do your homework, please. Just yeah. like I do mine, do yours before you reach out to anybody. No, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think like, hey, there's some beauty in that, though, of like, look, I'm not gonna like, especially when and even like up to like last year, the past, like I, I've had those moments where I've been blinded by an opportunity and I'm like, wow, like they're going to pay me more than I make at my full-time job in a month. Right. And I'm like, I, I feel like I need to say yes to this. And then I just feel like more often than not, when those opportunities are forced for me personally, I don't produce content I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. And then I just like resent myself for taking on the opportunity. So I think like there is there is a beauty in being able to have the ability to like research who you are working with and, and talk to brands about like, this is what I stand for. And this is how I work. And this is how I function. I, I think one of the, the biggest things I get from a lot of my brands is that they like that I communicate. Well, I communicate my needs. I communicate what's working, what's not working. I communicate if I'm having a crazy week and I'm falling behind on something like I'm always constantly talking to the brands I work with. And that, basically sets the stage for like mm -hmm. knowing what the expectations are from me and from them and being able to then slowly grow that relationship into something where like they totally trust 
your creative process. Mm-hmm. Um, but every, you know, everyone starts somewhere. And I yep. think, you know, at first, like, say yes to deals that you're interested in, but also like, if that means it's going to be a lesson learned to you in terms of like, what you like doing, what you don't, what's working, mm-hmm. what's not, then like take it in stride and then right. learn from that and, and move in a direction that you want to go in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't, don't be uh, surprised if I start sending you DMs of like, uh, how do I deal with this person? No. <laughs> like I, I said, I say all the time, like when I first started, I reached out to a lot of people and I would get discouraged all the time because I'd be like, I, I'm not hearing back from people that I admire I mean, in hindsight, I look back and like, okay, like social media and like managing social media, DMs, emails, comments, like it's so overwhelming. And it's something that I completely underestimated when I first started. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really try my best to like answer any questions that I can. And I I mean, and if it might take me like a month to get back to you because like (laughs) I'll be scrolling and scrolling that other box, just like you get a bigger, but eventually I will. And so, you know, like always feel free to. Yeah. Um, no but for real I can't tell you how many times I'm like oh my god you wrote me back like two weeks ago and I'm just seeing this like I'm I'm so sorry (laughs) I don't mean to do it it just gets like things like things just get like buried you get buried okay so I have to ask this question you've been making things and posting about it in some way shape or form since 2012 so nine years yeah do you (laughs) run out of things to make for your like okay weirdly no and like (laughs) I think it's funny. My other half the other day saw me staring at our, so we moved into our apartment almost a year ago now. And um, there is, there are two pieces of furniture. I'm like looking around. There are two pieces of furniture in this entire apartment that I did not build. One of them, he ch- like, okay, so backtrack. He kind of chose both of them. So <laughs> one of them I love, but the other one he already knows, like, I don't, from the minute we we moved in I was kind of like I don't love this but like we have to make do we're in a pandemic like it was really hard to get things so he walked in the other day and he just like sees me staring at it and he goes so I shouldn't get any more attached to this thing because it's changing right and it's just like yeah sorry so like (laughs) there so I don't like that's the thing is most of the things I build are out of pure necessity Mm -hmm. or they're because somebody I love needs it um if you go back through my channel you'll see like everything I've made is for myself or for my parents or for like a loved one um and that's the part that I love the most is like I'm never making something just because like I have to stick a sponsored product in there I'm making something because like I want to make it I've you know I I need new wall decor I need a new dresser I need a new Mm -hmm. entertainment center like these are things that you know these are things I look forward to building I will say however um we've been looking for a house for probably two years now and the market just becomes more unfavorable every Mm -hmm. day in New York right now which is like really disheartening and so like the more I look around the more I'm like so where am I supposed to fit this thing that I really want to make um so that's kind of like where I am now but no I don't I think I'm I'm consistently inspired by my own space and like how to elevate Mm -hmm. it and necessity and most things I make are are things I've just been like thinking about for a while. Like that would look really cool there, or I really want to do this, or I want to try this new technique, or mm-hmm. I want to I want to like try to make a cabinet without pocket holes this time, or like I want to try to like you know do this special joinery thing, or you know I just I want to find a way to elevate where I live and surround myself with pieces that I made because like that's what helps me feel like really proud and also really motivated to keep making more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes total sense. Yeah. You live in an apartment in New York. Where do you make? Oh, good question. So, <laughs> um, so my, I started my journey in, an, in like, maybe, a, it was like kind of like an 80 square foot shed space in my parents' backyard. I split the space. So half of it was my workspace and half of it was storage for my dad's he restores classic cars. Um, and so that was kind of like where I started. And then my parents bought a new house and I panicked. I was like, what am I going to do? I don't have a workshop if you move. So my parents are the most amazing people. And this goes back to like my dad, full circle, 
full-blown supporting what I do really like wanting me to like succeed in everything I do and he was like we'll build a workshop we will build you a workshop so I was like cool so him and I in like 100 degree August weather two summers ago built a shed in his backyard from the ground up um we leveled we did everything we like probably had 6,000 mosquito bites it was fantastic but <laughs> We built a shed in his backyard. And um, so that is where I've been working for the past years, a 12 by 12 shed in my parents' backyard. Uh, and it's been awesome. And um, I definitely didn't see myself being in there for almost two and a half, three years. Like I thought at this point I might have a garage workshop, but mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm still there and I'm just so grateful every day to have that space because it's just been so life-changing for me. Um, and so that's where I'm working and hoping to do kind of like a cool little makeover for it this year and just making it more efficient because again everything's mm -hmm. a learning experience you learn like I got my hands with all these cool tools and then I was like great so now they're taking up all this space and I don't use like at least eight of them that I'm looking at so mm -hmm. you know learning to be more efficient and what I'm doing has been a big lesson learned this year and so that's kind of where I'm moving forward but yeah so I guess even if you work even if you live in an apartment there's still places and options to work from. So that's something I'm learning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Sam, we're actually at the end of our time together. So I want to make oh, sure that so I know it went by so fast. Um, and we managed to not be interrupted by children. So the screens must have worked for the last hour. Um, but I want to give you a chance to let everybody know all the places and how to find you. Sure. So you can find me at DIY Huntress on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, also Twitter. I never really use Twitter, but I am there in case you use Twitter. Um, and then my website is DIYHuntress.com. And if you even just go right there, all my links to everything are there in case you are interested in finding me. Awesome. And I will include all of those links in the show notes so people can find them easily. Awesome. Well, thank you. This is so great. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so again, that was Sam of DIY Huntress. I will include the links on how you can follow along with her in the description on your podcast app or down below if you're watching this on YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode and are enjoying the podcast, please remember to hit subscribe, like, comment, head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. All of that helps the algorithms know that not only you enjoy the podcast, but others like you may enjoy it as well. And please, please, please share with a friend about the podcast. Tell them about the latest maker uh, whose journey you learned about or uh, who you're enjoying the most. All of that. Um, and follow along over on Instagram at Maker Mom Podcast. If you tag me over there, I'll see it. And I love seeing those shares and learning who you enjoyed hearing more about. Uh, please check out Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Maker Mom Podcast. There are several different tier levels over there, starting at just $1 a month. All of the tier levels come with different merchandise, depending on which one you pick. And you get access to, no matter which one you pick, you get access to any additional content, such as live interviews. I am trying to have one a month that patrons will have access to hop on to the Zoom uh, while I'm doing the interview. So you'll get to hear that maker before anybody else. And also get a chance to ask your questions at the end. Um, and when I'm not making a podcast, you can find me designing and making furniture and other home decor over at freemanfurnishings.com and at Freeman Furnishings pretty much across all of the social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, all of it. I'm most active, like active on a daily basis on Instagram and TikTok. I would love to see you over there. Uh, send me a message. Let me know that you found me through the podcast. Um, and yeah, it's Wednesday. I hope you're having a great half of your week and I will see you all on Friday with a new Maker Mom episode.
我。